1: And just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you're he's back. back. He's back. You're morning. back. Morning, everyone. Mark <laughs> Brabeck with Chris Nelson on this Friday morning. Do you miss me?
3: Well, just to put it. You've moved Semi Highland into state for oh a few my. days to get back to here. You kicked me no, out of the host chair.
1: No, he has said I've had enough. Can I go to as far away as possible? <laughs> and I said Perth, no Darwin. <laughs>
3: You've taken over, but, uh, yeah, well, there you go. It's good to have you back, Mark. You know
1: that. Nothing's changed. We've still got the week that was. And we've got a couple of of interviews because, what, this is the last weekend of the season. So August 1 on Monday. Yep. So Toowoomba, it's a close race, but uh, not so close in um, the Metrop.
3: No, with uh, Jimmy Orman dominating. And we'll be speaking to Jimmy Orman uh, just after 9 a.m. So looking forward to that.
1: And Tony Golland wins the trainers' premiership. Again, yes,
3: yes, again. uh, Dominates. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much uh, a good season. As you said, Toowoomba's an interesting one, going right down to the wire there for the trainers' premiership and the jockeys' premiership.
1: Queens and Queensland is your place to race this year. Let's look at your top three from the week.
3: Well, number one is Jimmy Orman. He uh, He's had a great year, as we know. Look, he did have six weeks off uh, with an injury during the year, so that uh, adds further merit to his performance for winning the premiership. Uh, three winners last Saturday just to cement that premiership. And he rode two at, although uh, well, it doesn't count on the Metro scale, he rode two at the Sunshine Coast on uh, Sunday as well. So he's wrapped up that Metro Jockeys Premiership. Good luck to uh, Jimmy. Well done. Scalopini, I thought, was terrific in the uh, the race down at uh, Flemington on Saturday. Sorry, at Caulfield. The Bletchingly ran second to King of Sparta. Well supported. Gave King of Sparta a real run for its money all the way down the straight and just couldn't quite match it late. But Scalapini uh, ran well, and that's a good sign for these uh, O'Day Hoisted horses who are uh, heading down south. There's about five of them down there, I think, now, and we'll touch on that a bit later. And, of course, Mark, number one goes to, or number one vote, 3-2-1, is Sayl, S-A-Y-L, who finally won a race, and it was the Mackay Cup last Saturday for Lindsay Hatch. I think he'd been unlucky probably seven runs in a row, Sayl, so he was more than overdue. And to all those naysayers out there that said he couldn't win a race, well, pay the believers.
1: Oh, there you go. Pay the
3: believers. Pay I the believers. Might use that in the future. You should, should Yeah, oh, just I just thought that one up.
1: Another, another thing also that we should mention, uh, may, hasn't made your top three, obviously. Um, as owners of multiple horses, the big goodbye, as you know, oh. I'm a part owner with Heels and Pea. Yes, and we Pee know. Yeah. Um, we decided uh, a couple of weeks ago to um, the trophy we won on Ipswich Cup Day. Uh, in the race, whatever race, the big goodbye. I've got that, I can't remember. He's won that many. Yeah, that's Um So we decided to raffle that trophy off for Leah Kilner to raise money for Leah yep. Kilner. It's sold out early, um, being told by Rob Heathcote's um, stable y- yesterday. Sold out early. The raffle's been drawn. Greg Nissett, I think, was the man's name that won it. He's uh, one of our other owners as well. And raised over $24,500 to help uh, Leah Kilner and her recovery from that to fall no, at Grafton. That's grafted. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, so. that,
3: that's great. And she's making good progress too, I understand. Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is terrific news.
1: Now, the the week that was, looking at the news from the week, uh, Ipswich, racing today at Ipswich, but there'll be no racing at Ippy what, for the month of
3: September? Month of September, there's a couple of transferred meetings there, one to the Sunshine Coast. You can check all that out on the Racing Queensland website. Uh, Two meetings in uh, September at Ipswich, and one also at Mackay has been put back two days. I'm not sure what the reason is for that, but all that info is on the news section of the Racing Queensland website.
1: Last night at Albion Park... Uh, our good friend, Luke Gatehouse, his dog, Adulate, won the first by about nine lengths. He drove me nuts last night with Tex. I asked him yesterday whether it was a put-in take-out, and he said, oh, no, not really. Oh, and but
3: after the race. Ten la- <laughs>
1: mate, It was that, that far in front down the back straight. The cameraman could not keep all the dogs in the one <laughs> shot. Um, it did sort of tire a little bit to still win by nine. Um, was, so yeah, Was anyway. that
3: the text of, you know, oh, it was a good thing, it was a certain he couldn't lose? But before the race, oh, No, maybe no, no. no, no, the, the text
1: was, um, I can't remember what, I sort of ignored it as much as I could. But so you just text. hanging out with big-time owners he of Greyhounds? T- anyway, so Adulate, Luke Gatehouse, a good friend of ours here on The Punters, mate. He's one of many owners. A couple of other, other uh, staff members or ex-staff members here at SEN are also in that Greyhound Excellent. as well. So, Adulate winning the first last night at Albion Park. What have you got on Majestic Colour?
3: Majestic Colour is the horse that won the uh, Sunshine Coast Guineas, or the Winx Guineas, as we now know it, a few weeks ago at Caloundra. It uh, have been sold to Hong Kong. Obviously, the uh, the money was too good to refuse for Majestic Colour, so he's off and gone. Can't blame the owners. Um, if you get offers of around a $1 million, mm. got to look at it and think, well, is my horse going to win a $1 million in prize money? Chances are probably not, so... I think well, very few do. Very few do. You yeah. have to have a champion, or the one that wins one of these big type races. Uh, Majestic Color may have got there, but who knows? Mm. So, well, they've taken the money. So, no more Majestic Color. Sweeter loses a uh, loses a bit of a stable or stable star in the making. And Jimmy Orman was the regular rider for Majestic Color, so he won't be too impressed either.
1: Now uh, a release during the week from Queensland Racing, uh, yeah. Racing Queensland, I should say, about the summer carnival and prize increases. There
3: gets bigger and better every single year. Twenty-two million dollars in prize money and bonuses for this year's uh, summer carnival. Ten weeks, of course, starts at uh, the starts at the Sunshine Coast with the Maloolabar Cup on the nineteenth of November, and then finishes, of course, at uh, the Gold Coast on Magic Millions Day. Ten races at the Gold Coast on Magic Millions Day. $11.75 million in mm. prize money, Mark. Is the big goodbye a Magic Millions horse?
1: Uh, and Rogue is being set. I had a chat with uh, Chris Anderson oh. last week, just gave him a call, yeah. um, and asked him... <laughs> he didn't call you? Well, well, uh, well no, I didn't want to say it. He did leave a message, so I, <laughs> I, I, I called him back um, and said, mate, Magic Millions Day, chance? He said, yeah, p- potentially. There's not many races around for him at the moment. He's in the paddock. He'll be back shortly. And have a couple of runs. But yeah, we're looking at um, Magic Millions Day. Yeah. There's a couple of races there uh, for Larry and Rogue. And why not? Um, yeah. Um, Rob Heathcote's overseas at the moment on a golfing trip. So I haven't been, you know, he hasn't been in touch with me uh, since. He will when he gets back about the big goodbye. I'm sure he um, will. I've got Greylander. It'll be back soon. Tony will be in touch about that. Um, Hot Spring Gold, Christmas. Queensland Rogues radio yeah, show. Yeah. And um, I can't remember the one that Trent Edmonds has got for us, to be honest. The, Oh, well, that, wins, I, hope, I hope that horse doesn't feel left out, whatever the one Trent's got for us. <laughs> but anyway, now I'm surprised. Sorry, you want to go on about more about the prize, money?
3: I was just going to say Magic Millions Day now will be a 10 race card, uh, and there's two new races on Magic Millions Day. Uh, we have the debut, which is uh, worth $500,000. Restricted to first starters. So, mm. doing the form for that race will be very interesting. And the Magic Million is the syndicate for horses owned by a minimum of 20 individual registered owners. Will be run for $1 million. So, Sorry, massive is that one? price money. Uh, horses owned by a minimum of 20 individual registered owners. So, you qualify probably for that race. You've got about 2,000 individual <laughs> registered owners, <laughs> I think right? It's a few more than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> from, the, from the payouts we're getting. Yeah, I reckon they might right. add another zero on it if you want. Um, okay, that might be interesting for us. Now, I'm surprised this isn't in your top ten, uh, top oh, three for the week. Say. Top yeah. three for the week. There's been plenty of excuses why races have been delayed or even abandoned or postponed, whatever it may, whatever term you want to use. But this was a first on Wednesday at Doomben.
3: It was. Uh, the races were delayed. I think it was after race two. Uh, bizarre circumstances indeed, Uh Stewards were forced to pause proceedings with police reportedly pursuing two alleged criminals down the back street. Uh, police were in pursuit of the duo in a stolen car throughout nearby streets in Brisbane. One of them jumped up onto the roof of the stables, uh, just where the starting point was for the third race. That and frightened course, the horses too. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. They, they just couldn't run the race while this, the other guy might have been in the track somewhere running around. So they had to delay the races. I think it was 90 minutes, the total delay time, before they got around to running the uh, the third race. So, yeah. Didn't matter.
1: Interesting. Another, the winner
3: of the third race, so they can do that more often if they like.
1: Another another reason to stop a race or delay a race. And that's uh, we've had snakes, we've had this, we've had that. And Only in Queensland, Absolutely. We're going to take a break here on The Punter's Mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Other side of the break, Adam Campton. Trainer will join us for a chat. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Thanks very much for your company, Mark Braybrook and Chris Nelson, on this Friday morning. Queensland is your place to race this year. And time now to talk to um, one of our trainers here in southeast Queensland who, like uh, a lot of people, are finding their way to warmer climes and uh, to the fields of Brisbane, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, et cetera. Adam Campton is joining us this morning. Adam, thanks very much for your time. Good morning and welcome to the program.
4: Good night. G'day, guys. How are we?
1: I'm well. 12 months you've been here now, is that correct, on the Gold Coast? How have you found settling in?
4: Yeah, great. Obviously moved back home. Um, been training for around, yeah, nine months now. But been back home now, yeah, literally I've had a memory pop up the other day of doing quarantine this time 12 months ago. So, wow. yeah, so it's definitely it's been pretty quick and I'm glad I'm out of quarantine.
3: <laughs> so for people that don't know Adam, can you just give us the Adam Campton story?
4: Uh, yeah, obviously um, family, family. Um, all my life Dad was a jockey and a trainer in Sydney and my grandfather was Les Coles he won a Melbourne Cup as a jockey Um, my half brother Rode uh, my uncle's Gerald Ryan so um, Blakey Ryan obviously my cousin is now training as well Um, it's always been in the blood so as a young sort of fellow I wanted to go down the football and cricket route and then sort of realised it wasn't much good so I um, I remember going to school sort of around the 12 13 years of age with best bets and I wasn't too interested in school so I definitely got the bug that bit me and um, I went and did a bit of hotel management and a bit of sports management and then it was still just racing I kept coming back to and did some bookmaking there for uh, five years with Colin Tidy and Mark Morrissey and then it obviously moved over to Unibet which um, I'm probably, you know, not probably, I definitely am so grateful for what that gave me Then that got me the opportunity to go over to Hong Kong and obviously was there for four and a half years and um i wouldn't be where i am today without those two jobs so i am very grateful for um getting the getting the chance to go over there
3: so in hong kong for unibet were you what were you doing there a form form assessing no sorry i was with unibet
4: and then um obviously got the job to go to work for the hong kong jockey club so the last four and a half years before we moved home i was working for the hong kong jockey club did form uh looked after members and owners uh worked closely obviously with trainers and jockeys over there and um a little bit of everything at the moment um, over there and I, I just loved loved the place. It was obviously tough, you know, being with COVID and my partner Taylor, um, her sister Heidi and um, her husband is Jimmy Orman so they had their two little kids and we hadn't seen them and it was sort of the right time to come home and there was this, um, something kept biting me inside to come home and have a crack at training and uh, I wouldn't, obviously I wouldn't have done it without Taylor. She's a massive part of my business and we both made the decision to come home and have a crack.
1: Mate, is there anyone in the racing industry that you're not related to?
4: (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's one of those things. It's a bit weird.
3: (laughs) Very, very well-bred, that's for sure, when it comes to racing. But it must have been exciting in Hong Kong. I mean, it's the mecca of of racing as as we sort of see it from here. And so many good jockeys, so many good trainers. You must have learned a lot over there.
4: Yeah, I did. I... um... I've obviously learnt so much off Gerald. I speak to Gerald out of you know. I speak to him all the time. I'm always picking his brain, but um, you know, getting to watch the likes of like Johnny Sires and John Moore when he was training over there. Francis Lawyer, local trainer. He's you know, I just they go about their business a bit differently. They're very relaxed. Um, not much really worries them, and they they just love their animals and they 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 do the right thing by their horses. They do they train a lot differently to what they do here. Um, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's definitely handicapping over there and you've got to place your horses right and get them to the right mark, which is a lot different to here. But, um, I just so much taught, I got taught so much just from following and listening to the right people over there. Even the jockeys just, they're, they're very professional over there. They just, you know, they're obviously over there for a reason. They want to, you know, been chosen to go over there like Zach and Joe, they're freaks. So you know, if you can pick their brains and which I did, I obviously cast the is a big help. David Hall um, actually caught up with him yesterday. It was great to talk to. It's just, you know, they're very intelligent guys and, you know, if you can listen and learn off them, you're going to go a long way.
3: You speak of the trainers being more relaxed. Is that due to you think the fact that there's only two meetings a week rather than every single day of racing here?
4: Yeah, I think so in a way, of course, um, relaxed i shouldn't probably say like it's just their personalities a lot of them okay. it's, it is a great lifestyle you're obviously relaxing but you're still working very hard um and you're always on the phone obviously the owners and stuff but yeah it's it's a much more relaxed sort of um life for them um do not i don't mean they're not working out they're always working their butt off but yeah the two days a week's a massive help and it, it actually it splits the week up even living over there it was great wednesday sunday or wednesday and saturday it's um, they always, before COVID, you know, got an incredible crowd and the people over there just live for it. But I, I think um, we do race maybe a little bit too much in Australia.
3: Yeah, we could do with a uh, few weeks off here and there. That's that's for sure, just to give the trainers and the jockeys and the horses and the tracks too, importantly, a bit of a rest.
4: Yeah, exactly right. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, I've, my old man was a very old school, work, work, work. But I do believe, you know, it's an industry that doesn't stop, and uh, I'm very lucky. I've got incredible staff, and but you've got to give them their time off, and uh, you've got to respect their needs. It's not, you know, it's not the old days anymore where you just keep pushing them, pushing them, pushing them until they've had enough. You need to, you know, keep them going. And as you said, the track's definitely what they've gone through over the last few months, they are, um, or even a year, sort of, yeah, they definitely need a break.
3: Now, when you came back, you've decided obviously to uh, to hit the Gold Coast. Or what was the reason for that? Was that always in your plans, or was something about the Gold Coast that uh, that drew you there?
4: obviously. At first, I was thinking about Sydney. Um, and had a good chat with Gerald and Dad, and I sort of just thought, well, I don't really want to go straight in the deep end. Just sort of want to get away from it and have a, you know, build it up and take my time. And um, I obviously heard that the Gold Coast was, you know, getting a lot of money injected into them. And um, I I always loved the Gold Coast as a place. Um, obviously, a young trainer like Michael Costa, he was he was going great here, and. I just thought it was a young club. Um, they were really, really good to me. I did speak to some other clubs and they just said, you know, at the, at the time it was too hard to find boxes. So um, they were, Ian Brown and a couple of the other guys there at the turf club were, you know, they were really, really helpful to me and I just thought it was the right place and we were very lucky. Our, um, family helped purchase their property now, which is just next to the Magic Millions and um, we've got, you know, a great set up and I, I couldn't imagine being anywhere else.
3: How do you rate your first 12 months?
4: Um, yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed for the start that I've had. I know a lot of people, you know, struggle to train winners at first night. That's something I try and keep reminding myself. You're only as good as your last winner. You can't get ahead of yourself. But, you know, eight winners. I've only had like 24, 25 starters. So it's been a great start. Um, had some great horses like Lord Markle who gave us our first win. He, just, he was just as tough as nails and Kevin Payne and gave me the opportunity to have a crack with him. I was a bloke that never trained a horse. So he said, you know, have a crack and see how you go. He ended up winning three from five for us that prep. And we had a smart horse called Antino and, you know, things were just going well. And um, I, was, I was, I was, I sort of wanted to tick off the two-year-old winner as well, just to say that, you know, we trained the try trying to stay or a first starter, a, you know, a tried horse and the two-year-old one was the one I tick off and um, getting catwalk to, to win uh, recently. That was, uh, it was a, it was a, just a bit of relief and weight off the shoulders. And um, I was, um, you yeah, know, I wouldn't be definitely, you know, um, here without my partner. She's been a massive help to me in the business. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking looking forward to next season. Adam, thanks very much for
1: your time, mate. Uh, good luck on the weekend and uh, for the next season. And no doubt we'll chat again down the track. Thanks for your time.
4: Thanks so much, boys.
1: There he is, Adam thanks, Campton, Adam. Uh, who is uh, back in Queensland and back doing good things and uh, good chat. Yeah, it was, enjoyed that.
3: Yeah, it's just uh, it's good to catch up with new trainers. Yeah. Uh, we, we tend to uh, gravitate towards the, the ones we know. But and uh, the Adam, ones that are
1: training our horses. Well,
3: yeah. That's right. We're Maybe better, Adam might eventually.
1: Well, he may well do. We better take a break here on The Punter's Mate. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. This is The Punter's Mate on SEN. Jimmy Orman coming up uh, very shortly. Racing today is at Ipswich for the Thoroughbreds, Albion Park for Harness Racing, and Ipswich for the Greyhounds. Queensland is your place to race this year. Now, tomorrow, Chris Nelson, Eagle Farm, Aquas Park, Gold Coast, Toowoomba, Townsville, Middlemount, Corfield, Tambo, and St George. And three of those meetings are all cup meetings, aren't they? Corfields, Middlemount, and St George. you have got their cups. Tomorrow.
3: Caulfield
1: Non-t- Cup Day. Yeah, non-TAB meeting. Yeah. And non- that, we, for those, I mean, you're from down south. Caulfield is not even spelt the same way. <laughs> I know you're trying to be humorous and all that sort of stuff. And
3: Caulfield. It's it uh, is Caulfield Cup 1438 Day. 1,438 k's northwest of Brisbane, Mark, so it's a fair it's way out. It's a fair out. hike. It's a fair way out. Not a day trip.
1: Well, if you want to get there, you'd have to leave now if you're driving. <laughs> I'd That's say for you're sure. probably right. That's for sure. And then on Sunday, Sunny Coast uh, for the Thoroughbreds, Marburg for the Harness Racing, Albion Park, the Greyhounds, and no doubt in my absence you have finally got yourself to Kapalabar. No. The more things change, the more (laughs) they stay the same. All right?
3: Well, I had a bit of an issue after the floods, so I haven't been able to get there. What issue? They will flood it out. You remember?
1: No, you said you had an issue. No, afternoon. they did. Oh, they did. Well, they're back and going. Capella bar. Oh, no.
3: Now I've got a place issue to spend us,
1: Place to spend us after Sunday afternoon. Now we're going to take a very quick break because other side of this little bit of music, other stations will be joining us, and we'll speak to Jimmy Orman, who is the premiership winner in waiting. Is that what they say? Yeah,
3: he is. In that respect, he yeah, will he's win the jo-
1: he'll win the jockeys premiership, but not officially until after the meeting tomorrow at Eagle Farm. So Jimmy Orman plus Chris's weekend forecast and the follow, fold or forgive still to come on The Punter's Mate. Queensland is your place to race this year. Is the Punters Mate on SEM. And Friday morning rolls around again. One of the best days of the week, if not the best day of the week, because Monday is so far away. As I often say, Chris Nelson, and yes, I am back joining you for the Punters Mate on a Friday morning, as our good friend Sammy Highland is swanning it in Darwin.
3: You're off the bench, Mark. Mm. Next week you'll be back on the bench, but no. When Sammy Holland comes back and boots you, I'm having a break for a week. Are
1: you? Not next week, as in like this time next week, I'll be packing the car to head away for a week. Oh,
3: nice.
1: Nice. Well, tell me about it.
3: This is is obviously. I'm looking uh, forward to it, Chris. (laughs) This is obviously a holiday, all being paid for by the Rogues. So wins.
1: Yeah, not so much a holiday, sort of come out of the blue, but yeah, nice to get away. But uh, just a few things to head to do down south, but we'll get to. We'll get a couple of days well, in as well to have a break.
3: Hopefully it stops raining down that way. But I
1: don't think it will. Anyway, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. For those who just joined us, we had a chat in the first half out of Adam Campton, a young trainer in uh, southeast Queensland based on the Gold Coast. A terrific story, um, Adam. And so he was a terrific chat. And very shortly we'll speak with Jimmy Orman, who is the premiership winner in waiting after the meeting tomorrow at Eagle Farm. We'll be able to officially say, even though he has won it, we wait until it's all over before officially crowning champions. That's the way it's done. And follow... You cannot lose. No, I know, but, I mean, you don't, they don't, listen, Chris, if a team is up by 100 points, and you're an AFL person, if Mm -hmm. a team is up by 100 points in the final quarter of the grand final at the MCG, Mm -hmm. they don't start wheeling out the platforms and the daises to do the presentation with 15 minutes left on the clock.
3: Maybe not. Do they not? But the crowd certainly start wheeling out the celebrations. The crowd
1: can wheel out the celebrations, and I'm sure Jimmy will wait until after the final race tomorrow. Jimmy's
3: fan club will be wheeling out the celebrations. He will wait until the
1: final race after tomorrow, and he joins us on the line this morning. Jimmy, thanks very much for your time, mate. Am I correct? You have to wait until the final race tomorrow before you officially reflect on what's been a great year. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks
2: for having me on. Yeah, I'll um, I'll happily wait. I've waited all year, so another day is not going to worry me too much.
3: Okay, what will the celebrations be like, uh, Jimmy? Will you be um, just treating as any other Saturday night, taking it easy with the family, or will you actually um, head out and maybe have a bit of a, a celebratory dinner? Yeah, we, we, me
2: and my partner are to, to have dinner on Sunday night, so we'll, we'll enjoy that then. But I've got to ride Sunday first, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll um, enjoy a nice dinner on Sunday night to um, celebrate the, the season, yeah.
3: And I know this is one of those maybe silly questions, but what does it mean to you to win the premiership? I mean you've had a you've been off the scene a little bit this year, you've had some injuries. I think you're off for I think it was around six weeks. is that right?
2: Yeah, six weeks I was out for, but it probably took me a bit to get back into my rhythm after that because I did come back probably a little bit early, but um yeah, no it's been's uh, been a terrific season um, I don't know, it's hard to say what it. It's never been, uh, for me, a Brisbane Premiership, as funny as this sounds, never, has never actually been one of my biggest goals. It's more so, um, I've more so had the goal of winning a group one, but mm. I'll take the Brisbane your Premiership as well. But um, yeah, hopefully this can sort of send me next season into um, bigger and better things.
1: Jimmy, does the, the your position as you know the the leading jockey in, in Brisbane, the premiership winner, does that reflect how you feel you are riding as well? Do you feel as though you are riding uh, as good as a premiership winning jockey should be riding, or is there improvement in you?
2: Yeah, I feel like I'm riding as good as what I, I should be, but obviously can always improve. So i I'm still every day it's looking at where I've gone wrong and that sort of thing, like every, every is out there I imagine, but um, yeah, it's, um, I feel like I've really taken my riding to the next level and um, yeah, I suppose I'm, I'm riding with a lot of confidence and um, doing a, you know, trying not to make too many mistakes, obviously we all make mistakes, but just trying to trying to, to do the right things in the races all the time.
3: You've had uh Great uh, help and assistance uh, and support from the trainers again uh, this year, particularly probably more this year than any other year. Kelly's always there. We've spoken to you about him before, but obviously, Chris Waller, you've ridden a lot for Chris Waller this year, season.
2: Yeah, yep, yep. Um, can never thank Kelly enough. He's always been by my side, um, which is great. And um, yeah, Chris Waller's been fantastic. He's been a big supporter of mine. Um, also, got a Thank um Tony Golan who's been a massive supporter and Robert Heathcote, um Barry Lockwood as well. They're sort of my main people I've ridden for in Brisbane. Um oh, I can't really name everyone, but they're they're the, the main contributors for sure.
1: Highlight Jimmy from the year?
2: Uh probably winning the the um the Queensland Guineas on character, I'd say. Sort of James Cummings. That was a that was a good thrill. Um I know it probably wasn't the biggest prize money race, but it was, that was, a, it was a good thrill just to ride a winner there for the um, Dolphin. Um, yeah, that was, um, that was a great race. Maybe next would have been winning the fuel on um, Prince of
3: Booth. Now, speaking of guineas, you had a bit of a guinea season. You won the Gold Coast guineas, the Queensland guineas and the Sunshine Coast or Winx guineas. The horse, you won that on Majestic Colour. You won't get to sit on again because it's been sold to Hong Kong.
2: Yeah, I heard that. Um, I should actually say um, that was probably one of the biggest wins of all season. That that horse, the way it, the way it won the wing skimmings that day was um, was a big win. It just gave me a really good feel, the way it clicking over that heavy track. So yeah, whoever bought that horse, um, I, I imagine it's going to Hong Kong. They're yep. gonna have a lot of fun with. Him. Yeah, they're gonna have a lot of fun with him is that. I don't know. It seems like he's got a lot of upside. i be um, he's definitely on the same level as um, a few horses I've ridden over there, like Paleontologist, Command and Conquer. He's definitely on that level. So. Yeah, they'll have they'll have good fun with him.
3: All right. Now you've got a big day at uh, Eagle Farm tomorrow. You've got the five rides at this stage. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Billionaire Baby in race three. Uh, as i said, I think we spoke to you after the win a few weeks ago. Uh, a very, very brave ride. You were climbing all over the backs, all the leaders' backs with this horse, waiting for a run. You got the split, and you raced away to score. I'm pretty confident he can step up to uh, Saturday Company. Are you? Yeah, well, look, he only
2: just, he only just went down in Saturday. Well, he got beat a couple of lengths, but um, he was racing in Saturday Company over a 1,000 at the Sunny Coast. Yeah. I think this is... Um, after I spoke to Rob after his last win, I said, I think he wants 1,400. I think he'll be even better over 1,400. And just so happens there was a 1,400-meter race for him. So, um, yeah, like you said, it was a massive win the other day to win the way he did after being held up. Um, I reckon we'll be fifth or sixth in the run tomorrow, and we should hopefully be running over the top of him.
3: I'm just looking at my guide here. Did you ride him? No, you didn't ride him at the Sunshine Coast when he ran second. But that that was a bit of an unlucky performance because I wouldn't say he would have beaten the winner, but he just didn't have the clearest of runs at around the 200-metre mark and probably should have finished closer on that occasion. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think he'll run really well too. Now, you're on a bit of a a horse that was a, a cult hero here some years ago he's done most of his racing uh, down south since but uh, he makes an appearance uh, he hasn't left the building he's back in town looks like Elvis in uh, in race number 8 tomorrow afternoon Yep um I rode him probably 4 years ago now I reckon
2: 3 or 4 years ago at, at Grafton just trying to find out what year it was but um yeah he's a he's a really good horse um Yeah he um just looking to see what when it was uh one on him, it was in 2018, so Five yeah, years ago. a fair while ago now. Um, Four years ago. But, um, yeah, exciting to get back on him. It's been a long time since I've, I've ridden him, and, um, yeah, he's well-traveled, that's for sure, but um,
3: he's got the ability... He's got plenty of weight and he's got a wide gait, but uh, I don't think the wide gate will make any difference because he gets back in... Well, he gets back in his runs as a rule. Last uh, start, he was ridden forward and gave up pretty quickly in the straight, so I don't think they'll be instructing you to go forward on him uh, tomorrow. A couple of other rides. Uh, deficit for Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexiu in race two. Do you know much about this one? Uh, I don't know a lot about him,
2: but as a rule, when they come from Sydney, they're usually very competitive,
3: as you guys know.
2: Um second at Randwick, sort of fourth at Randwick. Yeah, that's good enough form to really measure up in a race like this. Very well-bred horse, so, yeah, and um, prepared by Gerald Ryan, so Gerald and Sterling, so um, should be very hard to beat.
3: I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of horses that you've uh, ridden to victory over the last uh, week. Now, let's go back to last Sunday at the Sunshine Coast. I was keen on this horse flying Roth. But I didn't expect you'd leave, but I'm glad you did because you just careered away and won by six lengths. I seen you tipped it,
2: so I was um,
3: <laughs> thinking, oh, I hope
2: this doesn't put the mocker on me. <laughs>
3: it usually does. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mark.
2: But no, uh, no, nah, nah, look, that was a good find because when you I looked at its form and I thought, is this guy mad or what? So <laughs> I went and had, had a look, <laughs> had a look at its last run, and I thought, no, you're right. It was, um, it probably it. Just didn't have any luck at all in its last run, um, and I thought that's good enough for me in a race like that. So I was as confident as you were, and yeah, I wasn't actually planning on leading, but there was—I uh, just jumped out, and there was no speed. I thought I'd take up the lead. We bobbed along, beautiful in front, and we would never look like getting beat.
3: No, travelled so well, so there was plenty left in the tank. We can uh, follow him going forward.
2: Yeah, follow him going forward. I—I um—I know it was a very bad race, but we won with twenty with a lot of ease and I had plenty more left. So yeah, he's a horse on the up for
3: sure. All right. Now proper rogue for Tony Gollan last Saturday at Doombin uh, came out of the Deleth race. I think it was, which is a good form line, obviously, but uh, really uh, dashed in the straight. Yeah.
2: Um, last that was wind on Saturday was great. I think might've just peaked on the run a little bit first up, but I think I was in the worst sort of going as well. So um, we can agree that um, yeah, he's, Definitely suited to this Queensland racing, and the way we won last start was uh, give me a great feel. So I expect bigger things from him as we move
1: forward. Jimmy, thanks for your time, mate. Much appreciated. I know how busy you are. Good luck tomorrow and Sunday, and enjoy those celebrations with the partner on Sunday night. And congratulations. Yeah,
2: congratulations. No worries. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate Cheers, mate. It.
1: Always a pleasure. And thank you for taking the time, as you always do, to come and have a chat with us. Jimmy Allman, Premiership Jockey in 2021-2022. I'm a bit concerned, Chris, um, that 22 minus 18 for you was five. I
3: know. It's just yeah. As soon as I said that, I thought, hang Seriously? on a minute. I got yeah. that wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not one of the toughest things in the world, 22 no, minus 18. Uh, and you know what? Like it wasn't 3,481 really... <laughs> minus 12 or something. I'm not really
3: wishing the years away either. So yeah. I don't know how I made that mistake.
1: Yeah. anyway, I can it have, happens. I can hazard a guess. So yeah, congratulations to Jimmy, um because the there's some terrific jockeys well, we know there are terrific jockeys well, in Brisbane.
3: Add further merit to to Jimmy's Premiership success. He had four hundred and eleven mounts in the metro area. Jim Byrne had four hundred and fifty. Kyle Wilson Taylor had four hundred and seventy six and they ran second and third, so his strike rate mm. far better than those. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then you throw in other
3: Ryan quality. Maloney. Ben Thompson, ben Thompson yep. Larry, Steph, there's a heap of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, yep. well done. So, Jimmy Allman, uh champion jockey for this particular racing season, which finishes on Sunday at the sunny coast. But we're talking about the Brisbane Metrop. And we should have a look, Chris, well, during the break, to try and have a look at Queensland Wide and see who leads Queensland Wide there. Because uh, plenty of jockeys do a lot of travelling uh, to ride winners all around the state as well. So, And um, we know that we'll chat tomorrow on the Darling Down Low about the, the close finish to the season at Toowoomba as yes. well. Yeah,
3: looking yeah. forward to chatting about that. That's that's very tight. That's right down to the wire, that one. Mm.
1: We'll take a break here on The Punter's Mate on this Friday morning. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au Other side of the break, we'll have a look at the latest betting markets with Scott Cross from Crossbet. This is The Punter's Mate on SEM. Time now to look at the betting markets thanks to CrossBet. Scott Cross, good morning, mate. How are you?
0: Good morning, mate. How are you?
1: <laughs> I'm well off the bench as Semi Highland uh, has been sent to Darwin. He requested to go to Darwin to get away from Chris for a weekend. So I'm back <laughs> off
0: mate, that
1: bench. I, 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 I forgot what your voice sounds like. Oh, there you go. A lot of people wish <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'd forgotten. Now, mate, uh, we've got all the Brisbane teams and Southeast Queensland teams in action this weekend. And for the first time... Here's a stat for you. The first time in history, prove me wrong, both Brisbane teams are playing the Tigers this weekend. The Broncos against the Tigers and the Lions against the Tigers.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, Broncos versus the Tigers. Look, this is an interesting one. On the on the back of, you know, the controversy last week... Uh, I actually think that you know, the Tigers this might be their chance to bounce back and with a line at sixteen and a half I'm actually going to tip the Tigers plus line uh sixteen and a half that uh it may be a closer game uh, than people expect given uh what happened in the last round
1: yeah look I, it can go one it can go one of two ways can't it yep they're fired up and they come out and want to prove a point or they're so emotionally drained after that loss in the week that they can't get themselves up again you know so it'll be the yeah, first... well
0: but uh, I mean Same as last night, everyone thought that uh, the Roosters would absolutely steamroll uh, Manly and it was going to end up twenty ten.
1: Yeah, so the first 10 to 15 minutes will get a a true indication on that. So that's uh, the Broncos and the Tigers. What about um, the Dragons and the Cowboys? Uh,
0: Yeah, the Dragons and Cowboys, just bear with me one sec. Oh yeah, Dragons and Cowboys, Uh, Cowboys playing away. Uh, The Dragons are $3.00. Cowboys are thirty nine. Look, at a line of seven and a half, I just think the Cowboys, are, they're just in such good form at the moment. Their defence is phenomenal, and I'm more than happy to tip the Cowboys to cover the line at seven and a half.
1: Okay. Uh, do you have something in front of you there for the Titans and the Raiders tomorrow? On SEN, we'll be calling that. Myself, Gary Freeman and Gary Belcher from Cebo Super Stadium on the Gold Coast.
0: Yeah, this is a closer one. Uh, Titans at home are two dollar seventy five. The rate is a dollar forty five. But both teams don't seem to come into a lot of form. They're hot and cold. The line's mm. six and a half and I, I think it's six and a half. Probably the Titans, you know, uh, it, it, with a with a lead of a try and a bit I, I'm probably leaning that way at home.
1: See, I to use a racing parlance, I would say I want to see the Titans win before I back them. In that respect, they've lost eight or nine in a row. Uh, So I want to see them actually win before I back them. And having said that, I think uh, in the next couple of weeks, they've got uh, Melbourne Storm coming up. So they're in in a bit of a hole at the moment anyway. Now to the AFL, the Lions and the Tigers. MCG Sunday afternoon. Chris Nelson is a Richmond fan. So
3: no, I can't believe we're favourites. Yeah,
0: I, I was. literally took the words out of my mouth. I, I cannot believe the Richmond are favourites at a dollar eighty. Brisbane are just over the market two dollars and five cents. The lines three and a half. I, it's it, for me. I, you know, I'm surprised Brisbane are not the favourites. And in that case, I think there's there's absolute value in the Brisbane line. I'm going to take Brisbane at uh, Brisbane at plus three and a half.
1: I think it's the MCG, isn't it? That's... Yeah, it is. It is the MCG. Uh, no, but I mean that MCG factor that yes. means that. That people are a bit wary of the Lions, and look, they've only played ten games there in forty-eight years or something. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a very small sample pool, and that's what the Lions keep saying. We haven't played there often.
3: And as far as Richmond are concerned, it used to be the fortress going back in the last four or five years, and now it's not.
1: Yeah. So when they've played teams there, like in Collingwood's uh, MCG, as everyone well, plays the MCG now. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but if they need if they want to win in the semi-finals, they're going to start winning at the MCG. They do, and it'll be a good time to do it against Richmond on Sunday. The winter challenge in Sydney tomorrow, Scott.
0: Yeah, the second uh, attempt at running this race. It's it's fairly widespread at the moment when it comes to the betting. Look, there's money coming for Gold Trip, Oscar Zulu. There's no surprise. Jojo was a man, has a decent hold. It's at $4. There's a little bit around for Durston. The market mover uh, is the Chris Waller horse. Too much to bear. Opened at 10s into 7s. Um, excuse the pun, but my tip is what I like is Crosstalk. Nothing to do with uh, the name. I just like Crosstalk. Its form seems pretty good. It is short at $3.21. That stood out to me, but we all know my, uh, my form analysis is not the best. However, there's not a lot around for it, but I don't want to look at the H- eight uh, uh the Ma Eustace horse. Uh, its its form at this track and this distance uh, and a heavy track seem okay. I suppose it's really, uh, once again, as we almost are saying every weekend, it, it depends on how much rain we get.
3: Oh, know it never seems to stop. Uh, I'm going to take you on there, Scott. I'm going to go with the uh, horse that's been well backed in number 11, too much to bear, who got way too far out of its ground first up, ran on really well into fourth spot, and I think will be a lot closer in the run tomorrow.
0: Excellent. Well, uh,
3: I'll, I'll hold you to it next week when we okay. touch base. That's
0: fine. Good
1: on you, mate. Thanks for your time. Good Excellent. to talk to you
0: again. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Scott. You too. Take
1: care. There he See is, you. Scott Cross from Crossbet. Now, thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stalling facility. Follow, fold or forgive. Tow the line.
3: Tow the line is a filly trained by Stuart Kendrick, who uh, has a bit of a boom on her. She went around last week at Dooman. was her and all that pizzazz that dominated favouritism. She was caught wide from the gate. Jockey revved up, sat three wide on the speed. No chance whatsoever. Forgive the run completely. So forgive for toe the line. Glitter strip. Bookmakers should be building a statue for glitter strip. Again, mm. she started favourite last Saturday. Again, she finished out of the placings. Uh, she may have gone for a spell, never travelled that uh, in that uh, race. As I said, she may have gone for a break now, but uh, whatever the case, she's a big fat fold.
1: Oh, for glitter strip fold mm. skins.
3: Well, he's a, a favourite of mine, skins. But he had a long time off, almost a year, and he's come back. And look, he hasn't been the horse that that we knew him before he went for the break. He did nothing last week. Nothing in the stewards' report to suggest there was any problems. So he's a fold as well. Wow, Tarex. Tarex was a a well fancied uh, horse last Saturday. Started favourite. I thought Tarex was the uh, the better the day, but. Just never travelled in the run. Probably got into an awkward spot. I can certainly forgive uh, Tarex. Uh, lightly raced, good record, can bounce back next start.
1: So no follows.
3: No, they're all forgives or folds.
1: Mm. Hmm. Thought you'd be a little bit more positive than that on my return. But anyway, let me be a little bit more positive. Larrick and Rogue, I'm throwing because I wasn't here last week. You follow, speak? follow, follow. Did you follow? Did you have it in follow fold or forgive? Definitely. As a definite And we had follow.
3: Steph on the show to talk yeah. about the run.
1: It was a terrific run, wasn't it? I mean, it missed the start. I can't believe how far it missed the start.
3: Three lengths. Yeah. Over a 1,000 metres. Not yes. easy to win from yes. there. Yes. Good I ride. Think... She was patient. She didn't bustle the horse forward and make up for that lost start. I don't know what
1: she said to you, but I speaking to Chris Anderson, when I had my debrief, he did, at say, the stables. He did say that uh, Steph sort of had not given up but didn't think it could win. And that most probably helped her ride it. A little yeah. bit more patiently, yeah, thinking, oh, well, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to, you know, flog it to get to, uh, yep. you know, maybe fifth. Yep. Um, and, wow.
3: Because so many times you do see that the jockey misses the start and yep. it's a, a horse that races on the speed, so I've got to rev it up, yep. rev it up, get it on. And then once they hit the 300, it's mm. dead.
1: As I said to you exclusively on uh, SEN League, when you chatted with myself, uh, Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher, before that particular race, get on.
3: Yeah. I think I was the one that brought it up in that conversation. No, I but said anyway, get on. Well, you just, will, I said we get won't on. Go over I past said it.
1: get on. So, Larry and Rogue, I'm very excited about Larick and Rogue moving forward. That's thanks to Aquas, Queensland's best and largest stallion facility and Queensland Breeders' number one supporter. Your weekend forecast.
3: All righty. Let's start at Eagle Farm tomorrow. A couple of good bets. Race three, number four, the Jimmy Orman mount, who we uh, discussed with Jimmy early on. Number four, Bullion, sorry, Billionaire Baby. For Rob Heathcote, uh, good run at the uh, Caloundra meeting. Two starts back, as I mentioned. And then last start, uh, Jimmy was very brave. He was getting uh, that gap in the straight when he did it about the 200 metre mark. Looked to be in all sorts of trouble finding clear running. But when he did on Billionaire Baby, he picked up and charged through and won running away. Interesting to hear Jimmy say he thinks the horse is after 1,400 metres. or well, that's the distance of tomorrow's race. So race three, number four, Billionaire Baby, the first of the good bets. Race five, number 10, Huss on first. Uh, For O'Day Hoisted. Now, this one caught the eye. She's a filly. She caught the eye at the trial. She won by six and a half lengths mark in a trial. Now, she didn't jump that badly, but she was back in the last few. Now, I think it was Emily Lang, the um, young apprentice that rode that day. Now, I don't know whether Hassan first had a, a bee in her bonnet or Emily just wanted to get her around the outside, but the horse took off. Next thing you know, it's outside the leaders wide on the track and it just kept on going and powered away and won. And then it came out uh, a week or so later on debut and won convincingly as well. Looks as though it's got a lot to learn, wanted to run about a bit in the straight. So that experience on track would have done the world a good, I think, can go from a maiden to a Saturday win. Race five, number 10, Huss on first. Now, these are my two at big odds. Race eight, number nine, Giannis for Chris Waller. Now, Giannis resumes from a break. Trialled at the Sunshine Coast on Tuesday morning there. Just spotted it in behind them. Wasn't asked for any effort on a heavy track. Doesn't handle the heavy tracks whatsoever. Two runs last prep, one on a heavy, and the other missed a start by six or seven lengths. Forget all about those. I think it can run a race. There's no market support for it yet, but just keep an eye out, Giannis. Each way, race eight. The number was number nine, Giannis. And in the last... Race nine, number 19, Charlie's Case, is $30, Mark. Wow. $30. You don't give me any $30 winners, and chances are this you probably won't be one of yeah. them, but you never know. Look, it's, a, it's an interesting race. It's a big field, as it stands at the moment, and there's a lot of these, uh, well, fancied horses. I talk of Yes Dream, I talk of Manhood, drawn out in the car park. 16 and 15 before any scratching. So you don't know where they're going to end up in the run, so I don't want to take any short price about those ones. This one's only lightly erased. The pennies dropped this prep. He ran third first up. He won the maiden second up, and he won that maiden running away from them late. So the 1,400 metres is going to suit, and he's drawn gate three. Now, I sent a message to Taylor Marshall to have a chat with him, uh, but he didn't reply. That's a good sign, too. Doesn't want to talk about the horse. So there well, you go. Might, it might be you as well. <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, I'm suggesting it's not. I'm suggesting well. it's the other. Angela I'm Jones, hoping. Angela Jones, didn't get back you either. Yeah, so no, I think there's a
1: there's a yeah. pattern here. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. There your that's your forecast for the weekend. Now you did have something you liked at the Sunny Coast, didn't you? On yeah, Sunday? in race
3: one, Merrily goes around. First start for O'Day Hoisted. First start in a race. She's a filly that was very good in the trials last October. She got an injury. She was down to run last week, uh, but they scratched her due to a wide gate. She'll turn up and she'll be short odds, but she'll be winning race okay. one at the Sunshine Coast Sunday.
1: And you and I will be back tomorrow morning for the Darling download. so look forward to that. It's going to be a cracking finish to the Toowoomba yeah. season as well. And a big weekend of racing as we finish the uh, racing season. Yeah. August 1 come Monday. We start all over again. Jimmy Orman is the champion jockey and turning on the champion trainer in 2021-2022. Have a good weekend. I'll catch you tomorrow morning. Look forward to it. Thanks, Mark. That's all the time we have for on the punters, made on this Friday morning. Sammy Highland will be back from Darwin next weekend. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Have yourselves a great weekend.